0: Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast.
1: Hi, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley.
2: And I'm Greer McVeigh. Hi,
1: Whitney. What's Hi everybody.
2: On, not just you, Whitney, but everybody. Today's yeah. one of those days. How are you?
1: It is one of those days. It's cold in California. <laughs> and pretty I know, I know blue people, skies. I know it's like people where it's below zero are probably like, yeah,
2: that's not cold, but and not a raindrop in sight. It's like, oh my gosh, we need some rain. Maybe I'll we go have, do a rain dance.
1: We have, well, we do need rain. We got some out of the blue rain a couple of days ago.
2: At least. Yeah, where I am. you and and our mom both said that you got like some freak thunderstorm it, or something. It, it didn't come my way. And I'm not that far from you. So
1: but it's been, it's been cold. So they called it a deep freeze. I brought my citrus tree in the house because I didn't want it to die because Um, you haven't planted it in the yard I have not planted it because I don't know if this is where I'm going to be planted and I want it to be where I land so you've been there for three years you don't want to leave the
2: next person at the (laughs)
1: limit no, I do not want to leave the next person a lemon.
2: The tree was a gift. It was, you know, the person who gave you the gift, me, could get you another lemon tree. No,
1: that's not how it works.
2: Oh, okay. So I, I feel you. And, and <laughs> since you may not be there, then, yeah, take it with you. Be like a, so- a turtle. And it's <laughs> just, pack everything in your but it shell. will go wherever the next
1: place is
2: but what if you guys stay
1: there five more years it's well, going outward grow it well i can put it in something else <laughs> which is the plan
2: so, this is so anyway. not how i expected this to go but uh, you know what i i don't know that um I've expected anything to go the way that it's going lately. You know, I, I woke up today, uh, you know, and and you know, not to be political. I know I have an outlet for my political rantings, um, but literally there's a war right now in Ukraine. Russia has invaded Ukraine and it, you know, and it's, it's just, it's sad to watch. And I don't know that I, you know, I guess the Gulf War, right, when that started, and there was the shock and awe, you know, they branded the war, and you um, know, you know, we've had some other military actions, uh, you know, in my lifetime, we've had many in my lifetime. But while I was just sort of Old enough and conscious of what was happening and to watch it unfold leading up to it. It's just, it's a weird, surreal, you know, place to be. And now that the casualties are starting to add up <clears throat> on both sides, right? It's been, it's, it's, it's sad. I think I woke up and, and turned on the news and immediately, you know, felt sad. And I had been watching this unfold for months now. Putin has been building up troops around the border of Ukraine. And basically his his argument is that he doesn't want NATO, uh, Ukraine to join NATO. Ukraine's an independent nation. He doesn't want it to join NATO. And, you know, now he feels that he's surrounded by all these NATO countries and he feels under attack. So he's proactively, you know, attacking. Uh, there is an unprovoked attack, because nothing happened. Um, So anyway, that's all I'm saying sort of about that. But people of of
1: privilege who feel threatened, um, (laughs) there's no real threat, are prone to taking proactive action. Yeah, when they
2: have, when they have the resources, right, they can do that. And but as I'm listening to some of the arguments, so one, this is, this, and and maybe I'll talk about it on the Capital G podcast and I can get into why it's important and why we should care besides the fact that the price of gas is about to go up again when it was finally starting to go down, but other costs are probably gonna be impacted due to the supply chain and all that. Um, but one of the, one of the things that caught me, and this sort of ties into our topic today, are you know a lot of the the, hand, the political pundit class and the political watchers and the Russia watchers. Everyone you know has an opinion about how we got here, why we got here, what we could have, would have, should have done. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, what you do right is you you take you get information. We have intelligence intelligence agencies, right? And they provide information to the powers that be up to the president, and then decisions are made. And sometimes decisions are made, um, you know, based on, you know, a a very shrewd calculus. And sometimes decisions are made based on your gut, right? Or your gut instincts. And And it seems that in this case, you know, and, and then when decisions are made by the by the government or by the president, people's reactions, you know, people will have reactions to whatever those decisions are. And it seems like a lot of those decisions are sort of driven by people's guts. And it's like, well, we should have, you know, put troops in and we, we should have done this and we should have, should have, could have. And it just got me thinking about, you know, do you. Do you or should you trust your your gut, your instincts? What part of that? Uh, how much of your instincts should should uh, balance or compare or work with the facts and the evidence and the science and all that? And just sort of where do you where do you strike a balance? Whether it's in our personal lives or you know on a grand stage like like a war. And, you know, there are so many people, and I'm one of them, who did not think that Putin would invade. I really believed that the, you know, just the international community coming together and, you know, threatening sanctions and some of the things that we did do would be enough of a deterrent. And I'm like, you know, he really just wants to yeah, all he's got over there is is gas, right? Is 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 fuel, gas, and you know, natural gas and petrol. I mean, that's what he's got. That's his industry. So, you know, he's just trying to raise the price. He's trying to get attention. He wants this, that, and the other. And that's what my gut told me. <laughs> well, apparently my guts are meaningless. Um you know but that's, that's the same gut that I rely on for other things in my life <laughs> so it's like so what are my my instincts or or the the facts because the facts did suggest to me that he was going to invade but I ignored those facts and said you know but right. my gut is that this is what's going to happen and the facts bore out the truth so well it seems It
1: seems to me there's a a little bit of, you're taking into account various factors, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you had a gut instinct about this situation, but you have no direct impact,
2: no direct input, no it didn't matter what my gut said. And I'm
1: not really trying to say that. I am saying that, but not really trying to say that as a way of, you know, you can have a feeling about something, but if you have no way of influencing that, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's very different than having a gut instinct about what you should do in your life and That you not, have control over. And that you exactly. You have yeah. control over it, and if you don't follow your gut in your own life, right? How that ultimately impacts you. you find yourself
2: second in, guessing. Where, decisions exactly. And, and being, exactly. Yeah. And
1: it's a little difficult for you to second guess what Putin or anybody else does, the, the president Biden or anyone else when you're not having any impact now if you were in a the cabinet yeah. of one of these people then i could see that your gut would have much more meaning for the situation because you actually have an an avenue to have some influence or an impact on someone else's ultimate decision well that's
2: true but i think what i'm going is, well, I don't have, my, well, my gut doesn't impact what they're going to do. It impacts what I'm going to do, right? So if in my head, I've convinced myself true. it's not going to happen, you know, like we're waking up and I'm, you know, you're seeing uh, Ukrainians, you know, in their cars trying to flee miles and miles and miles of cars backed up, or they're trying to get to the bank and take out their money and they're trying to get to the store and buy provisions. And we see the same thing here when there's a major storm coming, right? And it's like, well, why don't you, we've been, I, Greer knew, you know, in California, I knew that there was a possibility that Putin would attack. I would have gotten my money out two weeks ago, or a week ago, or whatever. So people, so you should be did, getting taking
1: your money out now.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I don't have any money, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any money to take out. But yeah, I mean, it, it, well, and we don't have a threat here right now with that that you're aware of. Have, but we have other threats, or maybe what if there's a cold front? Right, Texas had a cold snap a couple of years ago, and people you know, weren't prepared. They didn't know that the, that the power grid was gonna fail. And, you know, and you you see it all the time, right? Cars lined up trying to get gas. And it's like, well, why don't you have gas? Which now that I think about it, I have three vehicles. None of them have a full tank of gas. Between the three of them, I might have a full tank of gas. And I know gas is, but the price of gas is likely to spike. That's what the, you know, that's what the facts state. Okay. So if I was smart before the price of gas did spike, I would go fill up all three tanks just, you know, so that I'm not paying $7. And a get
1: a home tank and just store it in your
2: garage. Right. Why don't I just go move into a <laughs> gas, an Arco in, in, and just connect myself to, but yes, you know. Have, How much of our gas know,
1: is dependent on Russian supply? We don't
2: get Russian, we don't, I don't believe we get Russian gas, but we do export most of the gas that we produce and then we import gas. I don't know quite why it all works out that way. Um, but a significant portion of our gas and, you know, natural gas, I think, comes from canada and places and then you know a lot of our gas comes from foreign export
1: my intuition is to purchase an electric vehicle huh so i said my intuition is to purchase an electric vehicle and so i'm working (laughs) in that direction
2: what do you do if you have an electric vehicle and then your power goes out i mean i'm just curious so you have solar i'm going to come to your house I don't know that that's going to help you. Didn't my, my power went out on Christmas day and I couldn't well, make you a need turkey.
1: To, you need to make some co- connections. Apparently right my people. power,
2: my solar is connected to my electricity. So when my, I thought I was like, oh, cool. I got solar. I'm good well, to go. To, you that's need to, how to that ask works.
1: some questions on figuring out how that works. That's how it's supposed to work. You should be having your power supplied by the solar. Why are you paying for it if you're not getting anything out of it? Yeah, don't look at me like that.
0: <laughs> for those of you it,
2: who are not me. They explained you, it to me. I don't remember what it was. Okay. it's basically the, that's the, on no, you. the solar, my solar fuels my electricity. So it goes into the thing. But when the electricity is off, then it doesn't matter that the solar is fueling the electricity the power outlets because the power outlets are off or something no
1: that's not the way it's supposed to work
2: well they told me i had to get like a separate grid like one of those tesla battery wall things you
1: need to do some research and figure it out
2: i will be on episode say. of White Lemons
1: Madras.
2: Lemon <laughs> How to turn you, need, you know power out. You energy. need
1: to figure that out. My intuition tells me that you need to figure that out sooner rather than later. Is that what your gut tells you? That is so what. Yeah. My gut so do
2: me. you follow your guts? And then in the so let's just sort of shift this into sort of our everyday lives, right? And your um. You know, and in, in not only the desire to, you know, you want to do something and you're weighing the pros and cons and you're looking at the information you need to and, and trying to make a decision. Do I want to do this or do I want to do that? And then you discuss it with people because that's part of the, uh, the information in, right? That's part of the gathering of, of data and information so that you can make an informed decision. And, you know, I have found, and this happened to me recently, you know, I had an idea to do something. I shared it with someone because I'm looking for, you know, some, some insights or some other, you know, some ideas, some things that I hadn't maybe considered, or, you know, that, yeah, I'm thinking I might get some, oh, well, did you think about this? Or did you think about that? Or you know, here's some resources that you might want to tap into, or, oh, that's a great idea. Let me help you or any of that. And instead, what I got was, you know, I hate to burst your bubble, but um, where's my pen? (laughs) You know, where's a needle? Let me, let me, let me burst your bubble. Um, So, yeah, maybe I should have just gone with my gut. Maybe I should have just done what I was going to do don't take in information. So then again, I'm back to that. How much is the information? And I I guess I would imagine that you're going to say, it isn't that you shouldn't have talked to people about it. It's that you need to know who to talk to about it because everybody is not the right person to talk about. That,
1: that, that, That is one. And you certainly have to, you certainly have to be selective with who you share your ideas and dreams with right so th- there is a the part of you moving on, gut, like moving on your gut moving on your instinct uh-huh if you've got dreams goals being being clear about who you can trust with your goals and dreams okay and and not sharing them with people who are, that you, that you know or suspect. (laughs) I was going to say that you know or suspect would be dream killers. And how would you know someone is like that? You can tell by other areas, even if they've never poo-pooed on or killed some other dream that you have, you can tell by how they navigate the world. Do they tend to be Critical and negative,
2: right? optimistic those, or pessimistic.
1: It, pessimistic. Pessimistic, exactly. And so those would be people you probably shouldn't share with. So there are, you know, there are all kinds of. The world's full of memes, right? Um, and there's one it says many mm-hmm. dreams die because they are shared with the wrong people. There are ones that tell you to. You know, operate in silence. You know, operate to, in what? In silence. You okay. know, just you, just do, just do. do what you're gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> right. Do what you're gonna do, and just get it done. And that way, people, if you're already living your dream, people can't kill a dream that's already manifested. Is sort of the the thing behind that. But here's the interesting thing. I had a session with a client recently who is a, a create. she's a creative, visually creative, a decorator. Okay. And an interior design and decoration. And um, we're talking through some challenges she's having about sharing things on social media for business purposes, not her personal life, not any of that, right? But for her, for her business and getting started doing that. And as we were talking, uh, a, a recent post she had was a picture of her painting that I thought the painting was beautiful. And she was talking about how challenged she was sharing the picture right being vulnerable enough to share the picture on social media and so you know we're talking about her experience going back asked her to if she could remember when or if there was an incident or an event that happened that took her from a child who and, and if you think about this, children are are free, right? They just do what they just do what they want to do, until someone comes along and says, "Don't do that," or "You can't do that," or "Be careful." Often, because we love them and we want to protect them, um, sometimes overly cautious. But children are free to come ho- run home with. You know, some of the most god awful art, right? And we gush all over it and say, Isn't that fabulous? And don't, don't, it, she's given another look.
2: Like I never did that <laughs> with my child. I uh, remember, about, I remember saying when I went before I had a child, I'm like, If I have a kid, I'll never I'm gonna do have that. two Christmas trees. I'll have one where we can put their popsicle <laughs> stick ornaments on it. And, you know, I'll hide that one in the back and then on the, house Christmas tree we're gonna have beautiful you know baubles from around the world and crystal ornaments and all that and then of course I got to a point I didn't even care it was like yeah, and, this, and, is there a tree
1: that happens
2: so and, yes you, I did put his popsicle stick ornaments on the tree and it was and like yes we, we do pretty? we on do on the backside though that's uh, wherever
1: <laughs> you hung it up you put them on the walls on the refrigerators wherever right we do that because we're we are wanting to be encouraged. Because we love our children. We love our children and we're wanting to be encouraging. So she was very much into painting, loved painting. And her mother wanted to put her into, you know, a, a special art class or an advanced art class. And the teachers said she wasn't good enough. Oh. Exactly. And it, that's why I need to be in the class so I can get good enough. Well, then there's that, right? And, and I, there's a part of me that says, I get it. If you've got an advanced class and you're, you're, you're looking for people who have talent, but you can't dampen people's desires and spirits before they've had a chance to actually develop talent. So she sort of stopped painting, right? Because there's a part of her going, "I'm. it's not, I'm not good enough. It's not good enough. So why even bother? Uh-huh. And that's the problem that, that happens. And a lot of this has happened to us already and why we are not doing the things that we have a, a desire to do or an instinct to do because there's a part of us where somebody told us at five or fifth grade or 15 or wherever that you're not good enough. You can't do that. You know, that's not practical. That's not realistic. Get, you need to prepare for a real job. You know, all of these things that get in the way of us expressing ourselves
2: um and maybe into something you know as they say if you do what you love you never work a day in your life right exactly we have all these people who are in these jobs that they hate rather than to do what they might have loved because that got killed long ago because it wasn't going to pay the bills yes or it wasn't practical or it wasn't you know whatever and we do that mm -hmm.
1: to for out of love Right yeah. or maybe it's selfishness. I don't want to support you your entire life so you need to get a so
2: you need to get a job. Um, well, but like Donovan is like an amazing um cook chef. right I mean he's yeah. he is a really good and creative uh you know, I don't I, I don't know what the official definition of a chef versus a cook is so you know, I I shy away from using the word chef. I think he might, may aspire to being a chef, except he doesn't want to work at a restaurant or stand on his feet or whatever. So, I mean, we're still, you know, but I'm like trying to encourage it. And, you know, I don't know quite what he wants to do with it. If he just wants it to be a hobby and I want to cook what I want to cook when I want to cook it, I don't want to have to cook. You know, and then it's like, okay, well, then what do you want to do? Because you need to do something that doesn't involve living in my basement the rest of your life. Um, well, so, the you know, good right, news is a, you don't have a basement. <laughs> there's a yo. Know, he's gonna be in the basement though. I'm gonna dig out a tunnel in the backyard, and it's like that's here. Let you me can help
1: be. you with this before you move on. To answer this question simply, a chef is an individual who is trained to understand flavors, cooking techniques create recipes from scratch with fresh ingredients and have a high level of responsibility within the kitchen. So I say Donovan is a chef. So a, cook a, cook? Is an, a cook is an individual who follows established recipes to prepare food. Oh, okay. He's a chef.
2: He is a chef. Now, he's an aspiring, he's not even an inspiring chef. He's a chef. He's a chef. Now, he may not be a good chef, <laughs> but greatest chef. Well, he's learning. He's a chef. He's a professional chef. He's been paid yeah, to he cook. Has been paid to cook. Yeah. So he's he a been chef. paid to chef. chefing. He's yes, been paid he for has. his chefing. So he's a chef. <laughs> I will never yeah. again say that he's a cook. You heard it here. My son is a chef. So, and I want him to be a better chef. I want him to be the best chef. I want him to be up there with the Thomas Kellers of the world. Then I don't have to pay that money to go to. French laundry anymore. There you go. Which I have done now twice. And it was an amazing experience, but I can get that same stuff at home. Aren't I lucky? Um, so yes, I want him to explore that. And and I don't want to squash that dream, but it's like, okay, you don't, you know, the and I'm not even gonna say that you can't be like, oh, I cook what I want when I want. The way I want, and that's all I'm going to do, because people are apparently are making money doing that. But then that has to be your—if
1: that's going to be your, your game, thing, right? It needs I to mean, be that has thing. to be
2: your thing. Make that yeah. your thing, and you have your little restaurant that's open on the days that it's there's a there's a, a guy in um uh uh Oakland, and uh, his name is Greg uh, Gregory, and he's he's a I don't know I guess technically he's a pastry chef or something. Um, But he makes cakes and pies and cookies and all that stuff. And and it's called like Gregory's Gourmet Bakery or something. I'm giving him a plug. Oh, my God. He makes the most amazing stuff. And I think my understanding is that he started. Well, it's not where he started, but he he sells his goods at hotels. He has some clients that are like hotels or bakeries or whatever he makes for them. And then at some point, I guess he opened his own little storefront. And it's whatever he made or whatever he made that day or whatever. Well, and, you know, so he, you can, so regular people can just go to his little storefront and buy. And it's like, well, when it's all sells out, it sells out. And what I've got today is what I got. It's what I felt like making or leftover, not leftover, like it's old, but the, you know, if I'm making 10 dozen cookies for the Marriott, I'm going to make 12 dozen cookies and have two dozen in my place or whatever. Okay. Um, But and it's and it's and it's one of those places like you feel lucky that oh he's open and he's got something and oh he made the thing that i like which by the way he has like he makes this oh my god like a, uh what is it that i like uh a sweet potato pie sweet potato c- p- pecan pie kind of you know that kind of stuff and oh my god and a bread pudding and, anyway i i digress But yeah, it's like, if you're going to do it, then make that your thing. It's like, yeah, I'm open when I'm open and I'm not when I'm not. And then people are excited that they get to, that today was a lucky day that I, that you were open. Make that your thing. Or I'm going to come and I'm going to cook for you. I think he maybe would want to be more of a private chef and I'm going to go do this party of six. And I, you know, I'm going to charge you $5,000 to make dinner for you and five of your friends and maybe not 5,000 maybe a thousand, maybe 500. I don't know. But, you know, I think that's a good idea, but it's like, you got to do something. And so that was my point about that. But it's like, if you're not going to do that, then I don't know, maybe you need to go to, you know, UPS and put on Brown uniform and deliver packages or something. Cause you need to, so I'm not going to not let you be a chef. So,
1: so here's the difference between that and killing a dream though. You're saying you've got a you've got a talent a skill a desire a dream even if you're not going to follow that right if you're not going to pursue that as a way of supporting yourself for the some yeah. portion of your life right then you have to do something else right and and as i understand donovan's concern is he has a passion for cooking for being a chef, being a chef. And if he does that as a vocation, he may lose the passion for that. So he, he doesn't want to do that. Okay. So then chef all day long after you get off work at UPS, because you need a job. That's not the same thing as saying, you can't be a chef because it doesn't pay well. Now you need to go be practical and go get a job, right? Those are two different things. Okay. And so, the, the, you know, going back to the, the, the gut and the instinct and the dream killer, ultimately it's your life. You only have one and you have to decide how you're going to navigate your life. According to what feels right for you, right? And, and because if you do it someone else's way, and it doesn't work out, I think you said this earlier. You're you're second guessing yourself on whether or not you did the right thing. You, if you're gonna second guess, it should be because you made a decision.
2: Yeah. It's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done what I felt was right. Not I did what everybody else told me I should do instead of what I thought I should do. And because then,
1: then, you'll, that never yeah. exactly. <laughs> that then you'll never
2: know. Yeah, exactly.
1: Then you'll never know. Whereas if you and and I would say you shouldn't even second guess your own self. If you make a decision, you've made the best decision in the moment based on all the information that you have available to you. Right, what, what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you want, your vision, all of that. And if it doesn't work out the way you thought, learn some lessons from it and make new choices. You still don't need to second guess or feel bad or guilty about it. Just make new choices and move on from there.
2: One of the things, and, and I agree with you. One of the things that uh, occurred to me lately, for no reason in particular. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying um, when you, when your life is impacted by other people's guts, right? And, and, and that's just an an, an interesting thing. It occurred to me, you know, when I was prepping for this show, we were talking about your instincts and if you're applying for a job, or jobs and have, don't go into different interviews. But if you apply for a particular job, you have an interview, the person interviewing you has a gut, right? And their gut instinct may be to hire someone else, right? They may be like, you know, I've got these two people, you know, right. these two final candidates or three final candidates, and I've got to choose one. And while right. no... Two people or three or whatever, we'll just say two. No two people are gonna be identical. And I had, I have had this happen to me where supposedly it was down to two candidates, and oh my God, we so we it was such a difficult decision, but we went with the other candidate. Presumably, you know, one, it could be a lie, <laughs> you know, they're just trying to, you know, make me feel good. But the fact that I even made it to the top two would suggest that, you know, especially the way that they do interviews, where you have panel interviews and multiple rounds and all that, obviously, people have liked you to get you up to that final point. And then when it came down to this or this, and one is going to have, you know, a little bit more of this skill, and the other one has this skill, and this one does this, but this one has that, and you know, and it's like, you know, and how do you, you know, do you draw straws, do you flip a coin, or do you just go with your gut? I just feel like this one is going to be a better choice or a better fit or a better, you know, better for us or I like them better, or whatever. And then it becomes, right, because you're, you're someone else's gut decided that you weren't sufficient. That then undermines your own confidence maybe. I should have done something differently. Maybe I should have gone a different way. So now you're once again, uh, you know, you would probably say, you know, okay, you didn't get this one, learn from it and move on. But if the thing that you learn is that, you know, that time when I when I answered this question this way, or when I wore this outfit instead of that, or when I did this inst- or whatever, then you start to again second guess yourself and what you did in the process and where you could have done something different to change somebody's perception of you and you don't even know whose pers- who wh- you know which person in the process you know ultimately you know whose guts ultimately prevailed you don't even know where the change should be so, I know there was a question in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to say that that example is the perfect reason why I say you have to. Just do do your best define, and then let it go. Well,
2: the, the,
1: be careful about how you define success. Right. So in the job, in let's just take, for example, a job search you're looking for a job, looking to transition to jobs. Um, defining success is getting the job that you want is not a good way to define success. Even though that's your ultimate outcome, it's not a good way to, to define success. Because when you define success based on Something that other people ultimately have control over, mm-hmm. you leave yourself feeling like you failed. And unless and, you get all the job
2: offers of everything well, that unless, you, well, if
1: you get all the job offers, then then bully for you. But the the chance that that's going to happen is probably either you're only apply for very few jobs or um, you're exceptional. So even exceptional people don't get all the jobs though. (laughs) Okay. So, but when you, when you have this success defined based on something that other people ultimately make the final decision for, you put yourself at risk of having those thoughts about what you could have done differently, which you should ask. There are, there are those questions to be asked, but very rarely is someone going to give you an answer that tells you it was the wrong outfit. You answered a question incorrectly or anything like that. And if you get down to a point where you're one of the final two, mm-hmm. and then you just trust that That probably is. It it was a good instinct for them on which one to go with. And I've been in that position where I'm on panels and part of the decision-making process of hiring someone. And you've got two really good candidates who may not be anything alike, Mm -hmm. or they could be very much alike. And you just, you have to make a decision. And so you... You do. You go with, I just feel like this one's going to fit in better or it doesn't or it doesn't matter. Let's just pick one, <laughs> right? That has happened as well. We've got two really good candidates. They both can do the job. They both would fit in. We don't have two positions. Let's just pick one and, you know, and you hope for the best. And ultimately, that's all you can do. But going back to defining success, you have to define success in a way that is a reflection of the things that you can control, which would be being prepared for the interview, right? Being, um, talking yourself up, doing your part, wearing the right thing, feeling comfortable in what you wear. So even if you don't have the right outfit, the ideal right outfit, you need to be comfortable in your own skin and what you're wearing and how you're showing up and practicing, getting in front of a, a, uh, getting on camera and having, doing mock interviews and having someone help you prepare, right? So there are things that you can do. And if you've done all that you can do, then in the end, all you can do is Trust that what's for you will happen for you. And if you don't get a particular job, that something better is out there for you. So, um, you know, I, I think in the end, though, you have to, going back to sort of this concept of the dream killers and following your instinct, doing the, what's best for you, you um, If you allow people to get in your head, whether it's a five-year-old or a 55-year-old, right? You you can't let other people's limiting beliefs, their mental models about how they think the world works, get in your way to keep you from doing what it is that you want to do. But what if they're right and you just, ignore
2: them. So what if they're right? Well, you could spend a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of whatever going down some bad road. I mean, we do want to learn from other people's, uh, other people's mistakes. So every mistake is not a mistake that you need to make. And okay. if you're receiving input that is, this is not a good road for you know myriad reasons, Then, you know, maybe ask some questions,
1: do some additional research. I'm I'm, what I'm saying is someone says something to you. I'm not saying don't hear them out. Don't, don't
2: take. Don't let that get in your head, which is very hard. Well, 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 how do you do that? How do you not let it get in your head? How do you not let that seed get planted? That's
1: about being proactive. And so we'll, we can hold that full discussion for another episode, but one of the things you can do is to be proactive. And we've talked about this before affirmations you know, not, not a frou-frou or, you know, uh, 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 rah-rah positive thinking. I'm not talking about that, but having a baseline of Uh, positive thoughts, right? I think we've talked about this before. Some, you know, 95% of our thoughts are repeated thoughts and 80% of those are negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. The way to counterbalance that is to proactively have positive thoughts. So you lay a foundation of positive thinking, positive thoughts, a positive mindset and and Mm -hmm. confidence. And so That's meditation, it's affirmations, it is taking action and achieving things which helps to build your confidence, acknowledging your wins and successes so that when negative, negative thoughts, negative energy comes towards you, that you're not accepting that as the truth. So it's not that someone has something to say and that you don't listen to them you you just don't take it on 100% as if that's gospel and it will it will be that same outcome for you so if someone is saying i've i tried that i've had this experience it didn't go well you shouldn't do it get curious ask some questions find out what they did what they did well what they didn't do well are
2: there some lessons to be learned there and they also what are, what, what are their, do. what are their uh, credentials for making I mean, what, such a. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, what do right? you know it's, about, so, I've had more people tell me, you know, I couldn't do something or not to do something that they really didn't know anything about the field, the industry, the thing that I was People to, who
1: tell you, uh, you know, oh, I would never, you can't make money in the stock market. Right? What if you wanted to be a day trader? Oh, you can't make money doing that. You can't make money in the stock market because they didn't. Okay. What what, what was your training? What was your your credentials for that? Just because yeah. that I went on the E Trade
2: and I read a couple of um, the FAQs and then I I tried to I followed my gut and bought some stocks and then they didn't work out because my guts are bad. It, you know, so then you can
1: train and that becomes something else, right? Which is to train your intuition, train your gut. It doesn't have to be, it's not that you just have it and that's the end of it. You can actually improve your intuition and your gut. There are some practical things that you can do in order to develop that and um, so some of that is being introspective, uh, taking time to learn about what it is you're feeling, you know, you've got a a gut feeling around, uh, tapping into other people who have a similar intuition, being curious, asking questions, exploring, being open, being creative. So there are things that you can do to develop your intuition and your gut to test it and to make sure that you are using it to your full advantage. It's not just a, I have it or don't, it's right or it's wrong, right? Very few things are just cut and dry, black and white, all or nothing. And so there are nuances even with your gut and intuition and being willing to, imp- to uh, invest in developing that would be helpful for you. So um, giving you a chance to have a final thought here.
2: Um, no, I, I was thinking a few years ago and I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna tell it as a really quick story. A friend of mine had a son who had this dream um, and I'm just going to say what it is, because, you know, neither one of them probably listens to this show. But the but the, the son wanted, when he grew up, right? What do you want to be when you grow up? When you grow up, he wanted to be, uh, I, I don't remember specifically, but I want to say like the CEO of Lamborghini. Ooh, you know? I love it. And I don't know if Lamborghini is its own company or has a parent company or whatever, but that was... And we were like, dude. Both of us were like, I I held off a little longer, but it was like, you need to be more realistic. And I was like, you know, you I, the bottom line is you're probably much better off starting your own car company and building it than thinking that you're going to get into whatever famous Italian family that is over there making Lamborghinis and then you get to the top of some other family's thing. It's like, you're not connected. You don't know. You don't know the people. You don't even have- Not 12, and, no.
1: But I got a whole lifetime to be.
2: <laughs> and, and, uh, but, but, and eventually I was like, yeah, you really should let that go. And I have felt guilty from that moment, right? You
1: should but, call and apologize to them. And, and, well, I
2: have. I, you know, because okay. I've, I've said, you know what, this is, it's, it's not, I don't know what it takes to be the head of Lamborghini or GM or Exxon Mobil or, you know, any other big company, right? I, I know what I know about the world. I know about the old boys network and people helping for, you know, but I, to your point, it's like, I never tried to be the head of Lamborghini so what do I know Uh, you know maybe you can maybe there's a path. I bet you You somebody
1: told Mark Zuckerberg that he couldn't you know do what he's doing and his uh, initial vision of the Facebook
0: Uh
1: is not what it is today right. It's not meta. It's it's, (laughs) where he started at Harvard is not where he has landed. So yeah.
2: you, you you just you never know. You don't, you don't know. And it is not, and he would have and I think for me, it's like yeah, it's not gonna happen. It's not likely, it's not likely. I shouldn't say it isn't going to, but it's not likely to happen. But he would probably figure that out. I don't know how far he would right. have gone, pursued this dream until before he figured it out. Eventually he'd figure it out, you know, if he got to a certain point and wasn't getting any of the, making any of the progress. But he would have figured it out. He would not,
1: huh? He may have become an awesome car designer. He may have become something up
2: to. starting his own car company, right? But because we killed that dream. We shut it down, you know, and and maybe he continued, I don't know. with that dream but we basically were like okay you're crazy and you know not you're crazy but it's like it isn't gonna happen break wake up and do something else and yes there are all these other things that you could do that particular dream isn't likely to happen and and to your point yes there are a million things that he could have been or done in the car world up until that top thing but having that top thing as your guiding light, as your north star, you know, as they say, shoot for the moon and then you'll land amongst the stars, right? Right. So right, if right. he had, if we had allowed him to keep that, maybe he never would have gotten there. But who knows where he would have gotten. Correct. You know, just by sort of having that, having a vision of yes. where he wanted to be. And we're like, no, we're gonna take that whole vision away from you, you right. know? And, you know, so don't even go there. And I think that wasn't quite what we said, but that probably is how it was received. And I felt bad for that. So part of what I'm saying here is people, if you are the dream killer, right? Yes. If you're that person, Stop. It. admit it and stop it, right? Admit it, own it. And it and it manifests itself in different ways. Sometimes it's just obvious that you did what you did. Sometimes it's you saying, you know, I hate to burst your bubble, but you know. Right. Yeah. Or sometimes it's just in not being supportive. Not being supportive, not listening, just changing the subject, or you know, or or and sometimes it's even worse, right? You actively undermine. Right. The person and, 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 you know, oh, I want to be an artist and I want to go to art school. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm sending you over here to military boot camp, (laughs) you know, whatever. So, I mean, there are many ways that it might manifest itself. But if you find yourself being the, the person or a person who is not supportive, shut up. Right. Uh, You know, it's like, yeah, say nothing. Yes. At least
0: just do that.
2: Do no more. I will
0: close on
1: it with this short story, calling out no names, but um, someone I know was a significant other had a dream of being in the entertainment industry and that the person I know was not supportive of their significant other doing that. And the significant other had a birthday. And I remember, you know, knowing about this dream, purchasing a book that was about sort of pursuing that arena. And not only did the person sort of poo-poo all over their significant other's dream, I got a mouthful, an earful, <laughs> about those about ideas putting, in the head. About putting those ideas in that person's head. Um, and I just felt like I, I, I hear what you're saying. They need to have a job, they need to contribute to the house. I get all that, but there's nothing that says those things are mutually exclusive. And therefore And if
2: that person <laughs> had gotten that big break. You know, they could do supportive. more than put food in the house, right? You
1: know, be they supportive. Can buy the whole <laughs> Absolutely. And be Donna supportive can of the people in your life. Don't be a dream killer. If you have a dream, a desire, this instinct or a gut about something that you want to do, far fetched or not, look around you and think of, look at all the things that are happening that were somebody's dream that I'm sure someone else told them that's crazy, right? Elon Musk with Tesla. And it has created a whole new industry, crop of, of car companies that are moving in a direction, right? Going back to the earlier part of our conversation about gas and gas prices, that is creating a new industry of, um, Opportunities for cars that are not geeky looking.
2: And weird. if you're wondering, you know how big that is. Just look no further than the Super Bowl, and half the commercials were about electric vehicles and the future of, you know.
1: And, and I'm in the market
2: cars. for one. Right, I
1: bought stock in companies that make electric cars. I, it, it's it's coming. So, yes. but someone was telling them. Right. 20, 25 years ago. First of all, combustion engine. engine. Exactly. And you can't have a good looking fast driving. Right. The things that people want in a vehicle, you can't get that with electric and it's happening. So
2: do not do
1: Do not (laughs) discount your dreams. Do not discount other people's dreams.
2: Do follow If you don't instinct. have a dream of your own, if that's why you can't, you know, imagine other people having a dream because you don't have anything, get a dream. and get some, a dream. Do some introspection, spend some time with yourself and dream of something that you could do, big or small, and work toward your own dreams.
1: Absolutely. So on that final, final, We want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you have not already done so, please rate the show, give us five stars, leave a review, and check us out on our Facebook page. If you'd like to make a suggestion for a topic for a future show, leave a voice message at anchor.fm slash life lemons lemon drops and until next time take care
0: thanks for joining us for life lemons and lemon drops if you like our show please share with your friends and if you haven't already subscribe rate and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast your questions comments and feedback are welcome You can find out more about us at LifeLemonsLemondrops.com.